0: Every day,
2: Yes, welcome on into Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackaby. Thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. It is a Ferg Friday as we are joined by Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. And at the time of us recording this, Jay Ferg, more and more speculation and conversation is circling around. Is Derek Mason is there a chance that he could leave his post as Auburn's defensive coordinator? And it seems like there's uh, there's a lot of places that have had job openings and that he is tied to those specific jobs.
1: Yeah, a big one being Oklahoma State yeah. uh, coming open, and, and that would be a, you know, a real fascinating move for a number of reasons. Um, Oklahoma State, I, right out in front, Oklahoma State had a great year this year. They were close to winning the national title, had an awesome defense, and their defensive coordinator went to Ohio State, uh, which was a big promotion, but like mm-hmm. to be in a spot where you know a sitting SEC defensive coordinator would leave the conference to go to what is about to be a weaker Big Twelve in the near future. Not really necessarily seeing that Oklahoma State's going to be you know prime for that same level of success, right? In twenty twenty two, not a great, not a great sign. It's not, it's not a, it's a, there's a, there's not very much uh, room to sugarcoat that one. Um,
2: but yeah, this what, what, was, what do you think? What do you think? Goes into that decision, Justin. Do you think it's is he unhappy? Is the writing on the wall? I mean, what what, is, what do you think that means?
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's a combination of things. I think the main one is it doesn't seem like uh, you know Mason and, and Harson are necessarily on the same page moving forward. And I think that you know however that comes out right, whether it's a whether it's a staffing thing or a recruiting thing or uh, philosophy or. I mean, it's – to to walk away from a job like this for Oklahoma State or another program like that is, you know, the the Brian Harson move, when he was hired, everybody knew it was going to be a build, right? Yeah. You, you're buying in. It's going to be a process. It's not going to be an instant thing. And so, for people – for for, for, a, for a well-respected defensive coordinator like Derek Mason to leave early in the process, mm-hmm. it calls into question, at the very least, like, okay – what's going on with the build are people, you know, all on the same page and buying into it. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and speculate of what, you know, Derek Mason's, um, you know, motivations are for potentially moving. I, you know, I would be uncomfortable doing that unless I talked to the man directly and yeah, I'm sure. not going to talk to the man directly about, about anything like this, but there are well-connected and, and well-trusted reporters that are saying like, yeah, there's, there's some, there's some discord at the, at the, I guess that's the, the the nicest probably way to put it, um, you know, among staff right now. And this is not even a situation like where Nick Eason goes back home to Clemson, right? It's not even a situation like some people have talked about where Derek Mason, like if Derek Mason left Auburn to go to the NFL, okay, that one, it's tough. It stings. it's, it's But it's not a lateral to, move
2: in that case. You can easily make right. the argument of, okay, you go to the NFL. You don't have to worry about roster management or recruiting. You just get to coach yeah. football. So, you get to coach yeah.
1: ball, yeah. Right. Right. So, it's it, it, a lot of people were surprised by it Wednesday night. I think you know came out. I I told I said this on our premium pod uh, on Thursday. Um, I had, was told by a couple of people earlier in the week that like uh, Derek might not be around uh, for the season, and um, it didn't have any specifics of like a specific school or like a, very very light on details. But when you know the news broke Wednesday night. Didn't take me by surprise because it was like, oh, okay. So this is this is like, there's some real smoke behind this. Yeah,
2: right, um, right. And so, so Oklahoma State's the big one, and then uh, I've seen a few things today about Miami's DC being open, and he mm-hmm. being tied to that as well. And my and Miami at the very least would be. I, I think
1: Miami would at least be a little bit more of a understandable move than Oklahoma State. And like no, shade, like again, no shade to Oklahoma State. They were a great great football team this year, and mm-hmm. um, you know they. They had an awesome defense. Miami, though, at least you could be like, okay, well, maybe you're in a better position, better recruiting area. Like, even still, though, it's it's one of those things where you're leaving one build for another, right? And it's like, all right, well, why do you leave that build one year in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. it's 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 just not a great it's just not a great sign. And I think anybody can say it would be a big blow for Auburn if they if 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 Derek Mason ended up moving on as defense coordinator.
2: Do you think if this move happens, Jay Ferg? Any of it has to do with Jeff Schmetting kind of being the DC in waiting. And that's kind of been seen as the thing since Harson hired him.
1: I'll be interested to see what Harson does if that is the move. I think if Schmetting ends up becoming the defensive coordinator, it's going to be like another situation where Harson has one of his guys step up. And I know, yeah. you know, uh, I know the case of Austin Davis is a different example, obviously, but then in the Key South situation, all that, it's like, it, it, it definitely it, it definitely will will um optics wise not be a, a situation where if people are thinking that you know harson's leaning towards his guys you know that's that's something you could definitely say about about a move like that i don't know though i, I would i would not be surprised if um if Derek mason moved on that auburn would look uh you know elsewhere at least uh, rely, I mean, and, and it's taken them a while. I think for defensive line coach, I think what may be happening with Mason might have something to do with that as well. Some of that timeline. Yeah. You can say why, why Auburn hasn't had pulled the trigger on anybody yet.
2: Yeah. That would be interesting. A lot of folks waiting to see what happened with the Cardinals. They lost several days ago and nothing's happened there. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Interesting situation to say the least, but you know, if, if Auburn does lose Derek Mason, and then Harson goes with another one of his dudes. Optically, you're right. There's going to be a lot of people asking questions. Yeah. It's and really, it's it like... I mean, if it's you're Harson, have to work. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's got to work. It's got to yeah. work, and it has to work now. It can't work in 2023. It has to work in 2022. And I think that's kind of the hole that Harson has put himself in in this current moment, where it's like, it's always been about 2023. I'm going to say that a million times over this offseason, but... He has to get you to twenty twenty three and yeah. going six and seven. I don't know if you get there.
1: Yeah, the thing about it is, is that year one, you're supposed to show proof of concept. And Auburn took a step back, and there were reasons why they took a step back mm-hmm. this past. The, I mean, the Nix injury really. The way Auburn's defense played, I think we all could say if Nix was healthy for the Iron Bowl, they probably win that game. I think yeah. that's very fair. Probably South Carolina's like so. There's some of that where you can say, say oh, man, QB1 was down.
2: You can and, put Mississippi State yeah. in there, too. I'm cool with that.
1: Yeah, like, you know, QB1 is down, and yeah. you don't have... So there's some of that that you have to take with a grain of salt, right? But if you're going into year two, you have to show progress. You have to show improvement. And on offense, you're rebuilding, for the most part, at several positions. And then on defense, the 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 side of the ball that won you some games last season kept you in some other ones that you, that you lost close, it changes. And... I mean, I, I said this on our podcast as well. Like, you, if Derek Mason could walk out the door and Auburn could go get the best defensive coordinator possible, Brian Harsha could swing for the fences mm-hmm. and get a grand slam hire, and it's still going to be a change. It's still going to be a transition. It's still going to be tough, right? So that's that's where all of this kind of comes to, continuity and consistency. Even in the portal era, means a ton, and Auburn does not have a lot of that right now. And some of that yeah. is going to come naturally – with just the way things are in college football, and the way things are with this staff and the way they want to uh, run this program, but um, you know you don't want too much of it. And and to have a guy like Mason, who is such a good uh, defensive coordinator, who is respected in the league, who has um, you know close ties to the to, to the conference, like that's you know, the, the, that would be that would be a brutal blow for Auburn. Not impossible to overcome by any means. It just makes the degree of difficulty for twenty twenty two just keeps going up.
2: Totally right. And Derek Mason and his defense going into the second year with his scheme was kind of, it's really been like the selling point for me as far as, you know, talking yourself into, okay, can Albert go eight and four in 2022? It's like the defense Mm -hmm. could, could take a massive step. I think we saw proof of that towards the end of 2021. Obviously, it came to a head in the Iron Bowl where it's like, okay, you know, these guys can play. These guys have bought into what he needs them to do. And if you have to start the whole process over again, that's that's tough. That's it's really tough.
1: tough. It's not impossible, but like there's a lot of things that got got to go well for Auburn, yeah. and it's going to take a lot of hard work. And that's the other thing too is it's like we've said it before. You know, Brian harston knows that he's not shying away from that. Yeah, sure. Um, but you know, there's if if you're going to do things this way as a program, it better click and it better work. um And and I think the disappointment of the losing streak at the end of the season. Some of the shifting sands in leadership, and I'm talking about at the university level, mm-hmm. uh, at, at Auburn. I mean, like there's going to be even more pressure to take a step forward, and there's been a lot of moves and a lot of things that have happened in the last couple of months that you look at and say, okay, that gets harder. That now, gets harder for Auburn. Now, are you, are
2: you are you referring to Auburn finding its new president, or are you talking more about yes. like Alan Green? Yeah, no, I'm or talking both. more about
1: the I'm t- talking more about the president. Okay. Yeah, this is uh, not anything specifically about Alan Green and, mm-hmm. and and his future. I mean, I don't think. There's nothing new that seems to be developing sure. on that front, at least from what I've heard. But, um, yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, th- there's going to be pressure. And and especially, it looks like the next president is going to be a guy who is an internal, an Auburn person, an Auburn person through and through. And yeah, the someone, engineer, the
2: dean of the engineering school, right? He's the yeah. favorite.
1: Yes, and it seems like he's kind of the only candidate right now. Um, and he's a guy that, from what I've heard, is not only an Auburn dude through and through, but um also someone who is very uh supportive and very interested in Auburn athletics and so that's that's there's something to to that as well it just it's the timing of all that's going to make things really interesting
2: it can't be worse than the last time we did this it can't
1: be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can't yeah. be worse
2: than Stephen Lee. And Jay Googe
1: and Jay Gouge needs a statue built for him for like coming back and trying to like um, Yeah, he did not the, need to do this.
2: He has done enough and he's like, okay, all right. Auburn needs me for a few I, years. I gotta clean this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, Jay Gouge. And uh yeah, we'll have a performing arts center named in, in your stead. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It's a Ferg Friday, Justin Ferguson. Our guest. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours, but on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. Uh, for the new year, NetSuite has offered a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com locked. That is netsuite.com slash locked
0: that's kabotaorngdays.com
2: Ferg Friday Justin Ferguson Auburn Observer if folks are not signed up to the Auburn Observer what all are they missing out on A lot
1: of basketball these days uh really big mailbag came out this morning a lot of football and basketball in there but um yeah well uh, there's there's been a ton of basketball we had we've had a lot of people sign up over the last couple of weeks, just from the excitement surrounding Auburn yeah. hoops, which is a lot of fun to see. Cause I, I, I love writing about Auburn football, obviously. And that one pays the bills most of the time, but when your basketball team is this good um, and it, it's a sport that it comes a lot more naturally for me to write about. So it's been a lot of fun, but yeah, you get uh, a newsletter or a podcast pretty much every day um, of the week. And um, we send it straight to your email inbox, auburnobserver.com. A lot of analysis, uh, film rooms, like I said, mailbags, deep dives into into stats, mm-hmm. and uh, and a lot of stuff that uh, hopefully you can't get uh, anywhere else. At least, the, at least the way we do it. At least the the kind of spin that we put on it. Right. Um, so, AuburnObserver.com, Sign up there.
2: Yeah, absolutely worth every single penny. So, yeah, it's interesting because for years when you know folks have been joking like that, Auburn is a basketball school. Um, I don't think it's really a joke anymore because we've talked about this before. Uh, I, I think in front of microphones where it's like you know auburn fans will pay attention to the games they'll be super active like during the basketball games but they're not clicking on stories and they're not you know listening to like basketball themed shows but you're starting to see that shift now or at least i am yeah and, yes. and 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 your audience is a little bit different your audience is a little more hardcore and, and zoomed in on on you know the the two major sports but as a whole um mm-hmm. you're, you're seeing that shift where people are finally you know Clicking and, and putting an interest, you know, on a Saturday game on like a Thursday evening, which is exciting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's obvious when you see the line and the and the sellout crowd for a Wednesday night game against a team that was a 21 and a half point dog. Um, They're terrible. The exci- They're, they, yeah, they are yeah. a
2: terrible basketball team.
1: They, they, uh. Uh, I walked out of that game being like, "Oh, Auburn holding them to 60 was kind of impressive cuz like they can score, but man, I, they have no defensive ta- like." Well, Auburn like didn't really shoot that well either. No. No, they didn't. And then and but they got whatever they wanted. Like like they were over and over again they just hammered them. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's just the excitement level is there and it's not just the Kentucky game anymore, which is going to be mm-hmm. you know, uh an event unto itself uh it's this crazy. weekend. Um, but it's, it's like this every game now. And when your team is one of the best in the country and has a chance, a legitimate chance to win the national title, that's the, that's where, that's where a lot of people are are, going to put their attention at right now. And, 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 you know, if that's you come on over, we got, we got plenty of Auburn basketball.
2: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I used to be hesitant to put Auburn basketball in my titles for my shows because they would get like half of the engagement, but not anymore. Not anymore. anymore. They stick with it. It's awesome. Very, very fun. So um, I still want to talk football just for a second. We'll talk basketball to to wrap things up. But um, right now with, with, with the transfers that have come in this week, specifically Robbie Ashford, what do you make of the quarterback situation now that he's here? Does it change anything in your mind? no it, 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 because i think even before Robbie
1: Ashford showed up it was it was going to be a situation where it was going to be a wide open battle mm-hmm. in the spring um i think both Calzada and um you know TJ Finley have this you know they both were guys that came in in kind of similar situations Calzada's got a little bit more experience Calzada's got a little you know better deep ball numbers he's got that big win over Alabama right but you know they weren't QB one at their school to start with. And Auburn is trying to, you know, make, make one out of, uh, out of either of those guys. Yeah. I think Demetrius Davis in an, with new eyes on him at offensive coordinator a new quarterbacks coach and a, and a chance where he's not having to compete against a guy like Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. That's he's a guy that can be Holden Garner's a uh, Garner. Sorry. I keep mispronouncing it. Um, is it Garner? It, it's Garner. And I, and I can't, uh, I, I've been saying it wrong too. It, I've said it wrong for almost a year now and I feel bad. Um but, Garner.
2: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for saying that.
1: Uh because I somebody asked me about that in the mailbag and I was like I had to go look this up. So I watched like 10 YouTube videos where I just heard people say his name.
2: <laughs> so I was like all right, let's get this let's get Gurner Garner this was a little, okay. To, Good to yeah. know. Good to know. Um
1: he's a he's a great fit for this offense. I mean, he is the you know, quarterback that uh that brian harson and his staff wanted to bring in for this offense yeah i think he's gonna have a shot now i don't think he's gonna be the favorite by any means but he's gonna have a shot mm-hmm. i think robbie ashford's kind of in the same boat just has a little bit more experience in the fact that he has been on a college roster the last couple of years but we have not seen him play at the college level he right. had some injuries in high school as well i it just it's just like all right we've got these dudes these five dudes that all have different kind of skill sets and different kind of experience levels none of them are the guy none of them are like locked lockdown this is qb1 yeah we can kind of predict but when you have that it's just gonna be like hey what fits best what fits best with the guys around them what fits best uh with our offensive line with our wide receivers which of these skill sets is going to separate itself which one of these players is going to separate itself so when robbie ashford comes in there it's like maybe it just wasn't ever going to click at oregon but it's going to click here you could say the same thing about Calzada. You could say the same thing about Finley. You could say the same thing about Demetrius Davis with a new offensive coordinator. And maybe Garner can be the guy that, that, that shocks everyone. Like, I, it doesn't change that much. It just gives you another piece because I, I don't think Albert's in a position where they can turn down any guys that have talent or interest in, in, the, um, in the position.
2: Are all of them participating in spring? Somebody commented on the YouTube show a few days ago that Calzada was not. Is that right? Calzada? calzada's on campus he was at that's the what i was thinking and, and i know he had like a shoulder injury like is, is he not is he not able to participate because of health i i, I, just, I, I just hadn't I, seen that anywhere else
1: i have i have no you know deep inside information on okay that. um and also i know that robbie ashford part of the reason why they you know you get a guy like him now is because he had to get in before that deadline where it's like hey you've got to transfer in if you're going to want to be you know around for spring ball right so you know, we'll see how that that plays into those guys are signed at this point um yeah so it's it's going to be wide open and i there's going to be movement and i i think you know it's it's going to be one of those way, one of those times where you can make a case for pretty much everybody um yeah. to, to be the guy and it's you know it's going to take a lot of development it's going to take a lot of uh a lot of hard work from the staff to get the, this quarterback room into the position it needs to be to compete in the fall but that's why you go get a guy from the nfl
2: the guys that i have the hardest time making a case for are d davis and holden gerter mhm just because i don't think you go out and get two transfer guys if you think, you know, the true freshman has a chance. and then davis you, you you just don't hear anything about him from the coaching staff or you talk to former players and like they just don't talk about him. so um yeah, I think it's it's one of the transfers or or Finley.
1: Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a safe thing, and, and I think I think that D Davis has a ton of talent. I think Garner's got got a lot of talent as well. But it's like, like you said, you know, you you kind of recruit it over their heads a little bit mm-hmm. with, in the portal, and and some of it's just hey, get depth, get you know backfill, do do what you need to do, and and right. open it up and let these guys compete. But also, you know, it's it's not a sign that. Any of these guys, they feel like, or oh yeah, that's definitely our dude right away. We just need more time. It's like, oh maybe he could be the guy, but you know we're we're gonna put some other dudes in there to see if uh, who, who comes out on top.
2: Let me put you on the spot here. Rank them one through five in the depth chart, assuming no one transfers, assuming everybody stays put. Yeah. Um, predict the depth chart going into twenty twenty two at the quarterback spot.
1: Uh, I'll go Calzada Finley. I go back and forth between Davis and Ashford at three. I, I, it could go either way, and I have Garner at five just because he's the he's mm-hmm. the, the youngest. Uh, no, no disrespect to any of these dudes in their in their talent levels. I just think
2: I think that's what Cal- I said too. I, I think that's what I said earlier in the week. I said, yeah, yeah I said, I, I put Ashford at three. I think, and, and, and that Davis makes sense.
1: And that makes sense. I'm just, I honestly oh, man, think
2: I, I, I think Davis transfers this offseason.
1: We'll see. Like we'll see. There's going to be movement at some point at that quarterback quarterback room. I I, I don't think Auburn comes into the fall with five quarterbacks.
2: Yeah, and it could be fin- Finley may just transfer and, and take and, and take the year hit if he looks at 2022 20, and is like okay, you know, if spring's done, he's like I'm not going to play at Auburn in 2022, so I might as well you know just sit the year out or whatever. If if that happens, um, I'm the
1: guy though. I'm the guy though that I still. I still am a believer in Demetrius Davis, just because when I watch him, the few times I've gotten to watch him in practice and stuff like that, it's like, "Man, that guy's got that's, he's got, he's got some pop, man." Yeah, I yeah, get it. Yeah, so um, and I just have, I mean, the thing with Robbie Ashford is, it's like we we have not seen him play in college, and it's been you know when he was at Hoover, he had he did have some injury issues that mm-hmm. you know kept him from playing like these full complete seasons, with him. but he was really good when he did, right. and uh, obviously was a you know blue chip quarterback,
2: right. Do you know if he's playing baseball here? I I messaged my I, contact with the baseball team, and he's like, I haven't been told anything. So
1: I don't know, but like, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, it it, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. He was an awesome baseball player in high school, and he, I, you know, I think Auburn's a fine at
2: outfielder. But if I'm Butch Thompson, and it doesn't count as a scholarship towards the baseball team, why not?
1: Yeah, it's like the it's like the thing with John Samus Shanker. It's like, you know. It's good to have, you know, and you know, dadgum, you know, he's athletic. I said him and Shanker. It's like, you know, yeah. you know, those guys are going to bring, uh, they're in good shape.
2: You would say at, at the very least. Yeah. They're conditioned by the time the season starts. There's no oh, question. No question about it. Hey, bet online wants to wish everyone a, uh, happy new betting year. As we get things going early 2022, lots of sport action happening with the NFL playoffs. The NBA is heating up. Um, Let's say baseball is not too far away, but they're still in a lockout. But betonline.ag has you covered with all of your sports betting. Of course, college basketball is the way to go there as well. When you sign up for your free account and then make your first deposit, use promo code ON to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles
2: Auburn basketball's opponent, their matchup tomorrow against the Kentucky Wildcats. This is their biggest task of the season so far. I mean, with the way Kentucky is playing right now, you can make the case that they're the hottest team in the conference, even though Auburn has a better record.
1: Yeah, uh, they're coming off of a... Of, of a stretch here where, I mean, they had to grind it out to beat A&M on, on Wednesday night and, and A&M took their first SEC loss, which helps Auburn and helps obviously Kentucky. Well, A&M just had um, a,
2: so, such a strong first 10 minutes, but the last 30 minutes of the game, I mean, Kentucky was significantly better.
1: Yeah. And, um, they took a Tennessee defense and <laughs> threw them into the wood chipper, um, a really good Tennessee defense as well. What? So it's, yeah, Kentucky's playing, Kentucky's playing awesome basketball uh, year in and year out. They're going to be one of the most talented teams in the country. They're always the most talented team in the SEC. Uh, this is a team that is playing more like the you know, Bruce Pearl said it on Thursday, playing more like the Calipari teams of old. They mm-hmm. play fast. Um, Oscar Sheebway is. Just uh, he's he's got numbers right now that are uh, unreal. So One of the good. best rebounders we've seen in college basketball. Period. Um, he leads the nation in offensive rebounding percentage and defensive rebounding percentage. He just gobbles up everything in his, in, in his path, and he's a good rim runner, good defender, uh, and he and he and he hits shots for him. So Ty mm-hmm. um, Ty Washington's uh, on a tear right now. Uh, he's a great scoring guard. Severe Wheeler uh is in, you know capable of putting up double digit assist every night they've got as always that you see with kentucky they have long athletic wings and guards uh, around these guys that are going to you know <laughs> they're, they're going to be playing in the nba very very soon yeah so yes this is the toughest te- the toughest test it it feels like the last month kentucky's kind of figured a lot of things out i know they lost that game to lsu on the road and that was a tough finish for them um uh, but yeah this is this is the toughest team they're going to play for the rest of the season. I know Alabama's great and I know uh Tennessee is great as well, but like Auburn, uh, Kentucky's moved past that at, at this point. They've already played LSU, so um this is a this is a this is an excellent excellent uh basketball team coming into the arena on Saturday.
2: Yeah, in a neutral site, Jay Ferg, I probably pick Kentucky. But Auburn at home, it's just hard, it's just hard to see them losing at home right now.
1: Yeah, Kentucky's playing excellent offense as of late. Auburn's playing excellent defense as of late. And then on the on the flip side, this is a Kentucky team that has the size uh to to hang. They they do have the size. The one thing I'm interested in seeing in this game, though, um is on the road. Uh what does Kentucky do? Mm-hmm. They played they played a they played a tough, grinded out, ugly ish kind of game against Texas AM on the road. Um, they, they beat Vanderbilt by 12 on the road, uh, but they lost to LSU. Like I said earlier, they lost to Notre Dame and then to it until they played North Carolina, like th- so far this season, uh, in true away games, they're, um, they're two and two. Uh, they were one and one in neutral site games. Like this team doesn't have a ton of, ton of experience away from Rupp Arena. So I'm interested to see what they do. Cause they, there's a lot of new faces on this team, at least new faces with, uh, Kentucky how do they handle? How do they handle that environment? How do they handle, you know, Auburn's crowd uh, being out for blood from the opening tip?
2: Are you reading that, or do you just have all that in your noggin? I'm looking. I'm looking it
1: up right now. <laughs> okay. I got the second screen. Okay. going. Now, it's a joke that I've had a, a while. It's like, oh, and Kentucky leaves up Look out! Like then they lost to Duke. They hammered a bad. Uh, well, I say bad. Bad for usual standards, North Carolina team. Yeah. And then they've kind of split away, away from that. So yeah, what do they look like away from Rupp? They have, not, they have not been awesome away from Rupp this season, and this is going to be the toughest test they have in terms of uh, home home court advantage.
2: Right. No, it's going to be fascinating. It'll be a great game, no doubt about it. Justin, you will have the coverage of this matchup uh, better mm-hmm. than anyone. How can folks sign up and make sure they don't miss anything?
1: Yeah, auburnobserver.com. $6 a month or $60 a year gets you, gets you in. And you'll get access to all of our newsletters and our podcast um, when they get sent straight to your email inbox
2: uh, pretty much every day of the week. Awesome. Justin, thank you so much for your time as always, man. Talk to you soon. See you guys. Cool. Hey, we'll be back on Monday to recap what could be a crazy weekend in Auburn sports right here on Locked on Auburn.